listening to the Nonstop Mom podcast, where you'll gain scriptural insight that will help you effectively raise next generation leaders. Here's your host, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. I have my mother-in-law with me, and I'm just going to stare at her because no. she's going to have all the wisdom of over 40 years, right? How many? Is it over 40 yes, now? Yes, 40, it 40, 40. It's going to be 44 years of ministry, but I've been saved since I was 15. But I'm only 39, so. Yeah, she's one year older than me. <laughs> <No. laughs> Looks great. Um, so, you know, I, I'm going to defer to her in this because I'm always constantly learning from her and watching mm -hmm. her. And, you know, a lot of what she's done throughout the 15 years that I've been married to Ted, I've been able to um, take in and use some of that to change myself and ask the Lord to show me some things. So she is a, I don't want to say a ball of wisdom, that doesn't sound very exciting, <laughs> but she is a capsule, <laughs> a mm -hmm. vessel <laughs> of wisdom, and she's going to share with us today. But we wanted to talk about the importance of um, being a spiritual person. And yes. when you say that, sometimes people get nervous because yeah. they think crazy or cuckoo mm -hmm. or nutty or, you right. know, some people are so super spiritual and, you know, everything means everything. You know what I mean? They can't even go through life without it. Right. It just, they get nutty about it. Mm -hmm. And as we know, the Holy Spirit doesn't make us look nutty. He is a gentleman. He is somebody who actually, you know, if you're supposed to be an imitator of Christ, Christ was not walking around the earth being a, a nut job. He wasn't goofy. <laughs> he was not he goofy. He wasn't flaky. He was not flaky. Or nutty. He was not fickle or nutty. He's wise. Yes. Very wise, very loving, very knowledgeable. He knew what he was doing. Absolutely. He had it together. Yes. And so being a spiritual person is somebody to me who is rooted and grounded making good decisions, yes. um, uh, making sure you're walking in the authority that God's given you and yes. the fruit that you produce. Mm -hmm. And so the first one we're going to talk about, you know, when we say, are you a carnal Christian? Are you somebody who is being led by the Spirit? Right. And I know you wanted to read out of Romans, so yes. I'll, I'll let you do that. But mm -hmm. are you truly being led by the Spirit? Right. And I, I think even before we even start with Romans, I wanted to start with John chapter 3 because there may be someone today that's watching this that you don't even really know what it means to be a Christian. And um, in John chapter 3, a man came to Jesus in the night because he was a Pharisee, a ruler of the Jews, and the Jews did not believe that Jesus was the Son of God. And he actually believed, so he came to Jesus at night and he said, Master, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. And so Jesus, knowing that he really believed in his heart, he said something to Nicodemus that really threw him. It said, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And that was a statement that really no one had ever heard anything like that before. Nicodemus said, can a man enter into his mother's womb and be, come out again? You know, he was confused. Then Jesus said, you have to be born of water and the spirit. And so being born of the water, I think, is just where you were born from your mother's womb. You were in the water. You right. came out. 
and then in the spirit. So the Bible teaches us that we are a three-part being. We're like God. We're three parts. We're spirit, soul, and body. And so when you're born, you have your body and your soul, but your spirit man is dead to sin, the Bible says. And so your spirit man is not alive. It's just dead. It's numb. It's just sitting there. But when you come to Jesus, it says in the rest of this chapter, if you read John chapter 3, it says, when you believe in Jesus as the Son of God, then you are born again. I believe you are the Son of God. And you're, you come alive unto God. And your spirit man actually is born. You're born into the kingdom of God. You're a, a new creature Something literally happens to you. You become a new creature. You become changed on the inside. But then the Bible talks about in Romans chapter 8, we're going to read that because it talks about the flesh and the spirit. But I, I love this little, you may have heard me tell this little analogy before that I had read and I really like it because it talks about the three-part person and it talks about how your spirit man should be is where God dwells inside of you and you should be filled with God's wisdom knowledge with the power of the word inside of you and that is the redeemed part of you and so your spirit man should be like the adult in the home where your spirit man makes the decisions and you're you're a soulish person your mind and your will your intellect is really the part that needs to be renewed you need to renew your mind to think God's way you need to renew your mind to think what the word says. And so, but your mind is carnal. That's where the flesh is. Your body and your mind is carnal. And it fights. Mm -hmm. It fights the spirit. And so your mind always is trying to reason everything out. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. So your mind is like the teenager in the home, always trying to <laughs> say you know, argue with the adult. And so the, the soul always thinks it knows better, you know, and you try to reason it out. It doesn't make any sense. I don't understand it. And so your spirit man needs to take control and renew the mind so that your mind comes in line with the word of God. And your body is like the child. Your body is always, I'm hungry, I'm tired, I don't want to, no, I don't want to get out of bed, I don't want to go to church today, I'm just too tired. So your soul and your body are the carnal part of you that we have to overcome by using your spirit man, making your spirit man stronger every day by staying in the word and praying. And so Romans chapter 8 is a great, great chapter. Great. Romans is great. It's a great book. Absolutely. But Romans chapter 8 is wonderful. And I want to start with um, chap, uh, verse number 5. It says, if um, let me come to verse 5. If you have your Bible, get your Bible out if you can. And just go over these scriptures. Verse 5 says, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. And I like the next verse. It says, For to set the mind on the flesh, I mean, sometimes the Bible is so powerful, and sometimes the things that the Bible says are shocking. <laughs> 
And to me, this is a shocking verse. For to set the mind on the flesh is death. But it says to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. Life and peace. And so, you know, the Bible teaches us that when we live a a carnal life, you have to be really careful because you might just lose it. You can lose your salvation. And so we have to press in, press in, press in. Because the Bible actually teaches that we are being saved. Yeah. It's a process. We are being saved. It, you know, you receive Jesus, you become saved, but you have to continue every day to stay in the word and to, to pray every day. Yeah. I heard and, a great, hold on real quick. I heard a great man of God last night. I was listening to a podcast. And when you said that about death um, and your flesh, because your flesh, you kind of, you know, let your head take mm-hmm, over. Mm-hmm. Like you said, in your body, the, the crybaby. Yeah. But um, he said, um, when I was driving to pick up Ted at the airport, he goes, the dead are led by their head. Wow, that's a good one. We should memorize that. The dead, the dead are, are led by, by their, their head. head. And so when you just said that, I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, that's right. That goes right with that. The dead are led by yes. their head. And that's not how we're supposed to be led. That's right. What are you led by? You are spirit man. Yes. And so if you haven't been filled with the Holy Spirit yet, it's something that everybody needs to do. You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You need to ask the Lord. He wants everyone. Jesus told the disciples, don't go anywhere when he was getting ready to go to heaven after he raised from the dead. Stay in Jerusalem and wait for the Holy Spirit. And he didn't want them to do any ministry, not one thing, but to wait, be filled with the Spirit. And then they would be empowered to be his witnesses. And when you have the Holy Spirit living within you, um, it it even talks about it in this Romans chapter 8. Having the Spirit in you um, helps you to to live for God and to do the works that he's called us to do. So let's continue reading this. Verse number 6. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If, in fact, the Spirit of God dwells in you. So if God's Spirit dwells in you, then you can walk in the Spirit, and you will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh, the Bible says. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the Spirit is life because of righteousness. And the last verse that we're going to read out of this chapter right now, if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. And I love that because he gives us life in all three parts of us, our spirit man, our soulish man, and our body. That spirit that that lives within you, that powerful life-giving force that raised Christ from the dead will even heal you when God's spirit dwells within you. And we pray this every day over our bodies. Lord, let that spirit that dwells within me quicken my mortal body 
And every cell, we just command our cells to be quickened yeah. and that life will flow through us, the life of Christ, the life of God. And all sickness and disease, we curse it in Jesus' name, command it to go from our bodies. We resist it. We rebuke it. We reject it. We refuse to have sickness right. and disease in any form in our bodies. And I'm so thankful that Jesus has provided everything that we need um, to live this life, right. to live in health. Because, you know, if he said, lay your hands on the sick and they shall recover, these signs shall follow them that believe, you can't walk around all sick. You know, we need to strive to just be healed of every sickness, every disease, every infirmity, and walk in power and walk in health. And... Um, just say, I refuse it. I refuse to. I refuse to allow the enemy to have any part of me. That devil is so evil. When you think of the things that the devil does, he is so evil. Sure. I don't want any part of him at all. He's not having any part of me. And so every day I strive to be filled with God and not to allow the devil to speak in my ear, to have any part of me, right. to cause me to be a carnal Christian, to cause me to be lazy, to cause me to not fulfill my purpose on the earth. And so we have to just like continue to walk in him. Absolutely. And when I was reading through Romans, I was looking at Romans 8:14, where it says, for all who are led by the spirit of God are children of God. So, you know, I sometimes I think we waste a lot of our prayer time and we're saying, you know, uh, please lead me, please guide me. And you keep asking for the Lord to show you a way, but he has yes. shown you a way by the Holy Spirit being your guide. Yes. And if we just open ourselves up and, and push our flesh down mm -hmm. and says, you know, our flesh is not bigger than our spirit. Right. And then you know that your prayer can turn around to being like, Lord, I am uh, willing I'm obedient. Yes. And I'm ready to go the way. Yes. And so when your flesh is set aside and your spirit man has risen up and it's and say, yes, I can hear you clearly. I hear you now and I'm stepping out in faith. Amen. And I'm going to do what you've asked me to do, whether it, I'm comfortable in the moment, whether I feel like, because when you say I, mm -hmm. your I is now becoming your flesh again. Yeah. I'm not sure about it. I don't know if that's a good idea. You know, when you, when you say that, it's like you think that the Holy Spirit and Jesus, like they know less than you. Yes. Like they didn't think it through. When mm -hmm. you say like, I, I don't think that's a good idea. I don't think that's really <laughs> for me after he's given us an instruction. Mm -hmm. You know, now you're looking at yourself, you know, bigger than than the Lord and you're saying well Lord I think I know myself better than you <laughs> I think I know my life better than you and so when we're being led by the spirit as my mother-in-law was saying we've got to uh, push aside our flesh push aside what the thoughts that are in our head and fully let it take control right. you know when you live a life of faith you're going to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. If you are living comfortably, you're not living in faith. Mm. You're not living in faith. Faith is going to put you uh, out of the comfort zone. Pushes you. And it's not a bad feeling. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's an exciting feeling. Yes. And at first it might feel, you know, very unknown to you. But if you're living comfortably as a Christian, you need to recheck some things because, you know, your Christian walk, 
the five points that we're going to go through is going to be constantly moving you forward, constantly lifting you to new levels, and being the example that we are to be. Yes. You know, miracle signs and wonders follow those who believe. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. Not everybody. Right. They're not chasing everyone down. They're not following everybody. Mm -hmm. It's those who truly believe yes. is is that's that's what they're following. Mm -hmm. So if you're not seeing it, we gotta check our belief system. We gotta check yes. are we doing what the Holy Spirit's led us to? Are we doing are we are we in the right place that we're supposed to be? Mm -hmm. Because he he doesn't want us to fail. He doesn't want us to struggle. Right. He doesn't want to see us mess up. He's a great, wonderful, loving Heavenly Father yes. that sent us the Holy Spirit to give us power yes. and to give us a, a guide for our entire life. So yeah. like I say, read the Bible and mm -hmm. find out what he has for you because you never have to wander around or wonder right. what's happening in your life. When you're spirit led, it's Lord, don't keep saying, guide me, guide me, lead mm -hmm. me. Say, okay, Lord, I'm willing. What's the next step? I'm obedient. Right. Tell me again. I'll do it. Amen. I'll do it out of my comfort zone. I'm going to do it because I know your way, your plan, your desire is yes. going to be what's best for my life. Yes, and to remember that um, who we are in Christ, that's what we have to remind our soulish man because your soulish man doesn't think of you as a spiritual person. And so you have to... Um, remind yourself and study the word who who you are in Christ and so like I'm you mentioned when you pray when you pray I like to speak my faith when I pray so in the morning I'll just start saying because your mind wants to think of you as just your old carnal little person and so I'll confess I say Lord I thank you today that I'm a woman of God I thank you that I'm a woman of faith yeah I thank you that I'm a woman of the word. Right. I thank you that I'm a woman of the spirit, you know, yeah. and then you speak those confessions over yourself because that's who you are in your spirit person. And so you confess who you are in your spirit man and who Jesus says you are, who we are in Christ. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Which brings us to point number two. We're going to, um, do it on prayer. So the first one was, are you a carnal Christian? The importance of being Spirit led, uh, I'm sorry, the importance of being a spiritual person. One, being being led by the Spirit. Two, prayer. Okay, prayer, uh, it was not an option. It's what Jesus did. He did it uh, daily. He would do it with others. He would do it for others. He did it um, on his own. So it, it's an open line communication that we have with our Heavenly Father. We, we are never out of reach. We're never, there's, there's always an access that we have by yes. prayer. And it makes us more like Jesus because yes. it was a way of life. Yeah. You cannot go through this life with just praying for your dinner. That's right. Lord bless his food. Thank you, Lord. I mean, like, I'm, I'm at the point where I'm like, need to add some extra words to my four-year-old's dinner prayer because I'm like, okay, Teddy, we've got to move on to some bigger and greater things. I know you're four, but let's add a few more words to it. You can't go around this whole life with never talking, you know, for, for us who's married. You talk to your husband, you talk to your wife, right? Yes. I mean, how could you say, let's get married and then never talk to each other? That yeah. relationship would never work out. Right. It would never work out. It would never be a good relationship. 
because there has to be an open line of communication and that is what we have with prayer. Our, our Heavenly Father is not here walking around on earth in a flesh body anymore, but he's give us, given us the opportunity to have a direct line yes. to him to pray. Yes, amen. And I think it's awesome because the Bible says Jesus even got up way early before the sun even came up okay. to pray. I because receive your rebuke. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> no. It, that's what it said because when, once he was up and people saw him and other people started getting up with the sun, yeah. they didn't have electricity back then, so they'd get up with the sun, go to bed with the sun. Yeah. But S-O-N, S-U-N, hey, we see what you did there. Once he got up, <laughs> his day was started. And it, so the same thing for us. You know, once you get up, especially when you have kids, right? Yeah. Mom, I want breakfast, and you have to get them ready for school, and so many things that happen for your day. You have to get up before your day starts and make time with God. And it's so wonderful because, you know, even if you say, Lord, help me to wake up at a certain time so that I can spend time with you, He will. Absolutely. You'll wake up, and you'll start feeling the moving of the Spirit within, yeah. and you just begin to pray. He and wants to talk to you. He makes it so easy because even the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, um, I think it's verse 25 or something, let's see. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. But it talks about how the Spirit helps us to pray. And so if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, then you can pray in the Spirit. You'll be praying in other tongues. And the Spirit, the Bible says, the Spirit prays the will of God through you. So that's one of the most important points of prayer is praying the will of God. Right. And the most effective prayers are the prayers that you pray in faith. Now, I, re I can remember as a new Christian, you know, um, and you don't really know the word yet, and you pray your emotions and you cry and whine to God because you want him to do what you want to do. You want to him ag agree, please, Lord, let me do this. Please agree that I can do this, Lord, because I really want to do it. But it's not his will, and he's not going to say yes. So it's not effective prayer. Right. So you have to pray. We know that you know the best for us. You have great plans for our lives, and we pray your will be done. We submit to your will and just guide my day and, you know, help us with our home, our family, and... Um, God is so faithful. Yeah, because, the, and that's how prayer leads back into, um, Tiff, you can come back to both of us. That's how <laughs> prayer comes back into um, being led by the Spirit because we don't have all the puzzle pieces. Yes. He, he sees it all, mm -hmm. and that's why, you know, we can say that. We can say, Lord, guide my family. What, what do you want us to do? Where do you want us to be? What do you want us to say? You yes. know, t touch my family, Lord, because um, he, he, ha he has it all. He knows it. That's why it, we don't want to act like we know everything and he knows best. Um, so that brings us to our third point, which is the word of God. The word of God to me is so precious and so powerful because to me it's creative power. Yes, it um, is. It is creative power. And so um, in Hebrews 11.3, it says, By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command. He spoke it, and the world was created. Yes. That is some powerful creative yes. force, yes. that he spoke it, and it was created. And it says, And now we know uh, 
and and what we uh, now see did not come from anything that can be seen. So the entire universe was formed by God's command, and then we're told to speak, we're told to confess, because he knows how much power we have within the word of God that we speak it. One of the things I'm always telling people is we don't ever have to um, be without, uh, uh, you know, knowing what the word of God says as far as coming up with a fancy way to say things or, or people will say, well, I don't know what to say or I don't know what to confess. It's like, Confess scripture. Yeah. Confess the word of God. Yeah. You know, you don't have to make up anything. You don't mm-hmm. have to like, you know, come up with a new uh, way that rhymes. You know, no. literally go to the word of God. Yes. And it has creative power for your life, for others around you that you're believing for. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I, I'm big on that with that, my lines book that I put out yes. with creating confessions that create the boundary lines yes. that your enemy can't cross. You have to draw the line with your mouth. You have to draw the line with uh, knowing the word of God. And that is, you know, that's why we're listing the five things because they all intertwine with each other. Mm -hmm. Being led by the spirit, prayer, and then prayer, confessing the word of God. That's why we even put out prayer points. And the prayer points are literally scripture that people can base off because people are like, I never know what to pray. Mm -hmm. It's like, if you read the Bible, you shouldn't be without words to pray. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because even as you're in your daily, just as in your daily reading mm-hmm. of the Bible, and as God is speaking to you through those verses, you know, you can say, I want to be like that person who used their faith and received their miracle. And so, Lord, I receive from you today. I believe your word. It's, it makes it so much easier to learn how to pray just by reading the word, you know? Yeah, I wanted to read um, Jeremiah 15. I put it down. Because when I really looked at it this way, there it is. Jeremiah 15, 16. <coughs> Excuse me. When I discovered your words, <laughs> when I discovered your words, I devoured them. Like, I just really picture that as um, eating yeah. and, and taking the word of God, digesting the word mm-hmm. of God. They became my joy and my heart's delight. I mean, being in the presence of God, you know, people will say, I'm, I'm sad, I'm, I'm depressed, I'm battling this in my mind. You can't possibly be in the word of God and, and ingest the word of God and live in depression and live with anxiety. That's true. And you have to, it, I mean, he says it in, in Psalms. Is yes. it 116 or 16 or something like that? Tide always quotes it, but it's, you know, that in his presence is fullness of joy. I think it's 116, 11. Mm -hmm. In his presence is fullness of joy. So you can't be in his presence and have a little bit of fear, a little bit of anxiety, a little bit of suicidal thoughts. When you're in his presence, there's no room. Everything else is pushed out. And that's what it is. So the, the confession in your mouth to create what you're speaking, that would be when you devour the word of God. I wrote down the other morning when we were going to do this on Friday, that there's a word for every situation you're facing and there's a transformation power to it. God honors, he honors and is committed to those who actively take part in his word. Hallelujah. He will honor his word. That's why the Bible says, um, 
in Isaiah, when you send out a word, it's not going to return void. And people say, well, I've, I've sent words out and mm-hmm. I've never saw them come back. So my, my thing to them is, well, you didn't say the word then. He said, when you send out my word, it doesn't return void. Yes. You can't say wrong doctrine mm-hmm. and expect something, you know, you're not going to like what comes back. Right. You have to speak the word only. What does the word say? That's the word that's not going to be returned void. That's the word that's going to come back to you. Yes. Is his word is what's going to return to you. Mm-hmm. And so creative power is in the word of God and knowing what the word of God says, yes. having that supernatural wisdom. Like I said at the beginning, you can read through the Bible and knowledge all you want. You can memorize it. But if you don't have a revelation of the word of God, if you're not believing the word of God, if you're not taking active faith and part in the word of God, it's going to do you no good. Amen. You're going to know words on paper. Right. And that's it. Because the word of God is a life changing situation. Yes. So it goes to show you if there's no life changing going on, then it's not this that will fail. Mm -hmm. It's not that the word of God isn't active and, and powerful. There's something wrong with what you're doing. And I know, you know, that's hard to swallow because we're in this generation that it's like, uh, Nobody wants to take responsibility for anything, yeah. right? I mean, <laughs> you only being 39, you've been <laughs> able to see more than me and see mm-hmm. how things have changed throughout the generation. Oh, yes. And this generation, I would say, feels entitled to everything. Mm-hmm. They're not responsible for anything. It's a <clears throat> very cancel culture. Uh, if it didn't work, then um, <clears throat> I'm done with it. I'm hanging my hat on the thing and you know going home. And it just is what it is. But that that's not how we are to live as Christians. Yes. This word never fails. Right. It says it's alive, it's active, and it's powerful. Yes. If something isn't working, stop today. Ask the Lord, show me where I messed up. Show me what to fix. Show me what step that I I didn't take that you asked me to take and I ignored or I thought it wasn't a good idea. Show me. And you know what? He will show you because he loves you so much. Mm -hmm. And he's faithful. And he's faithful. And he'll help you change it. And he'll help you get back on track. And I love that. I remember... You know, people used to always say, if you take one step toward God, he takes two steps toward you because he loves us so much. And when you make an effort to draw near to him, he will draw near to you. And so when you get that word out and you are seeking him, he, I love it when you read the word and it just pops off the page and you're like, you know, God spoke to you just then. He just spoke to your situation. You know, sometimes even if it's a rebuke, you're like, oh, Lord, I know I need to change that. Help me to change that. It's, it's just a daily walk of, of, you know, a little bit every day, a little bit of changing every day. And it's just so awesome because the truth will set you free. If you know the truth, the truth will set yeah. you free. And so he will, he will show you what you need to know. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've been there. I've made, you know, I've, I've missed out on something sure. and I've taken the wrong turn, but thank yeah, you we for all the have. Holy Ghost GPS. Yep. And just like our, Recalculating. our car, our car <laughs> GPS, our, well, actually our phone, car ones aren't really right, like popular right. anymore, but it, he, recalculating, mm-hmm. I'm going to get you right back on track. Yes. But to get back on track, you got to be willing and obedient yes. and listen 
and put aside anything else, you know, that mm -hmm. got you to the wrong place in the first place, but say, Lord, that's it. I just want you to, I know you have everything in my life that's best for me. Yes. You know it and you want to bless me. Hallelujah. You want to take me higher. You want to see Praise me succeed. God. And you love me so much that that's it. I'm going to listen to you Hallelujah. and get back on track. He never wants to see his children Amen. fail. I love the Lord. He never wants to beat you up to fix you up. No. He never wants to do any harm in your life. He no. loves you so much. It's the father. enemy. John 10:10. 10, yes. 10, For the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And so the devil, that that's his main prerogative in life. Amen. Kill, steal, and destroy. But I, Jesus, have given you a uh, hope in a future and abundant life. And that's exactly what he wants to do. Yes. Hallelujah. Um, yeah. Okay. So let's go to number four, giving mm -hmm. sister Bonnie. You want to start off with that one? Yes, it's so you. wonderful. Like I was saying at the beginning, how the Lord has, has made a way in his word to fix everything that we could ever possibly face on earth. And one of the things that is huge in every person's life that's alive on the earth, that's an adult, is finances. <laughs> um, because we live, money is the tool that we use to live on the earth. And God is so wise. He knows all of the ways to put us ahead. And if he wants us to see that the whole world comes to know him, it's going to take money. It takes money to live. It takes money to bless others. It takes money to feed the poor. We want to have more than enough to give to every good work. And that's what the Bible tells us to do. Have more than enough to give to every good work. And I know that everyone that's watching today, you love the Lord, or you wouldn't be watching this if you didn't want to know and learn and, and receive from him. I know every one of you would love to have so much that you could bless everyone that has a need. There's so many needy people. And just to say, you know what? The Lord loves you so much and I want, he, he wants to help you. Here's some money. And yeah. so we have to learn what the Bible says about how to get more money. And so the Bible teaches, if you give, give and it shall be given unto you. Press down, shaken together and running over, good measure. Will God give, cause yeah. men to give unto our bosom, the Bible says, because he doesn't rain money from the sky. He causes men on the earth to give to us. And it's so amazing and so exciting that when you trust the Lord to see all the ways that he brings it into you. And so we've had to learn this ourselves. I mean, when we started out years ago, I'm only 39, but 44 years ago when I got married. <laughs> um, 39 and we're staying that way. When I got married 44 years ago, um, things people didn't understand about sowing and reaping financially like they do now. And so because of that, you know, we would go to services that my husband would preach. People would give us $25 a service. And, um, you know, we could never get ahead. We, we lived eight years of our first eight years of marriage without being able to afford an apartment or anywhere to live. We'd have to stay with our parents, you know, when we weren't traveling. And so until we really started learning, I mean, we always paid tithes and gave offerings, but until we really started learning that we didn't have to depend on, 
on any church or people to support us if we knew that we could sow what we had into God's kingdom. And so we started, we had saved $400. That was the most money we ever had. We saved it. And the Lord, we went to, to visit Brother Sumrall. Brother Sumrall asked my husband to be on the telecast with him. And the Lord said, give Brother Sumrall that $400. And he asked me, do you think we should do it? Are you in agreement? And I said, yes. And so we gave that to him. And the next meeting that we went to, I mean, we had never gotten this much money before. Brother Ted preached a conference and the minister came and he said, you know, here's a check for the conference and we've never given anyone this much money before. I don't even want to give it to you. And he kept going like this with the check. <laughs> he really didn't want to give it. But finally he gave it to us. And when we looked at it, it was $4,000 and it was 10 times the 400 that That's we gave. Awesome. And we were so blessed. And you know, we just learned, and every year what we would do, we would say, you know what, next year we need to make this much money because we want to increase every year. We would start tithing on what we wanted to make the next year, just bump it up. And even this, this past year, we would, you know, I always give tithes and offerings to our home church where we go when we're home. But when we travel, we go to all these churches um, to minister, I always give offerings there. And so last year I just thought, you know, I'm gonna just give more. Like I would always have a certain amount that I think, oh, I'll just give this. And I thought, you know what? I'm, I'm bumping it up to a bigger amount. You should increase every year you're giving. Right. And so I, I started giving a bigger amount everywhere we went. I doubled it actually, I just doubled it. I started giving twice as much. And last fall, you know, a lady came up and she said, you know, I give to your ministry, but I want to give to you guys. I want to give you a check just for you guys personally. You can go on vacation, whatever you want to do. <laughs> That's awesome. She gave us a large check, a large check, a big check. And, you know, I thought, you know, that was, I never even thought when I was giving that, that more every, every week, I never really was thinking you know, oh, I, I, I hope I get more back, which he wants to do, but I wasn't really even thinking that. And then when that large check came, I thought, you know what? God is so good. Like he will never be your debtor. Yeah. He will never let you outgive him. He always brings it back more than enough, large measure. So, you know, encourage yourself to give more this year, stretch yourself so that you can, so that you can be someone that can bless others. Yeah, you know, I people get so nervous. Yeah, when um, this subject comes up, it is. But you know what? It's such a blessing. It, it is because when you truly get the revelation yes. of, you know, tithing is not your giving. Right. Tithing is returning to God what is His. Yes. That is not what is going to bring you into the overflow. First to step. Bring you, yeah, into the overflow is your offering. And so my daughter's calling me. <laughs> it's on an emergency, I'm sure. Um, is giving an offering. And so people will get so nervous. Like anytime Ted starts talking about it or mm -hmm. probably like when you did, I mean, I can't see all the viewerships. I'm sure people 
<laughs> end, end, I'll log back on in 10 minutes. But the thing is, you're only hurting yourself. Yeah. Because God has a plan for you to use your increase. He wants you to be blessed. Yeah. He wants you to enjoy it. So see, yes. she, she just said, I give to your ministry. Well, to their ministry, they're winning souls. They're feeding the hungry. They're they're doing tent crusades. They're going into the cities. You know, that's blessing their ministry and the hand of their work. But God was looking so much at the offering that she was giving that not only did the lady who gives to their ministry was blessing their ministry and the work that they were doing said, here, I want you to personally take this. I want you guys to enjoy it yes. personally, whatever you want to do with it. So he sees that, but people will be so quick to turn it off and not learn right. the revelation of sowing and reaping. Because right. you can't keep giving items to receive money. Right. You can't keep, you know, it says whatever you sow, you will reap. Yes. You want to have a harvest come back in of finances. You're going to have to give finances. But you see what she said at the beginning? They saved for $400. Mm-hmm. They saved to give an offering. People are like, well, I don't have it. I can't give it. I don't have it. But you know what? Just like we save for clothes, car, vacations, anything that we want to do that's extra, mm-hmm. we'll save for We'll have accounts for, you know, I, I keep a giving account. I have a side account that just money goes in and we don't touch it. And when we want to take it out, it's out. And lots of times, uh, many times that account is taken out for a large offering that we want to do throughout the year at different times, because I understand the importance and the revelation of it. He doesn't want to just meet your needs. Mm-hmm. He wants so much more than your needs yes. met. He wants to not only see you blessed and you to do whatever you want, but he wants you to take that and bless others. Yes. What, if you only meeting your needs and you come across a single mom mm-hmm. that's like, man, I, I can't even get groceries for the week. Right. But you only have money for your groceries. Mm-hmm. You know, he wants to be able to do both and he absolutely can do both. Yes. His account is unlimited. Yes. Our heavenly account is unlimited, but we need to sow, reach into the supernatural and pull out what's ours. Yes. You know, everyone's like, oh, I don't want to give to get. I don't want to give to get. But that you was what God's plan was. That's the way he set it up yes. to bless you. Yes. And also, let me mention this also. The Bible says the Bible talks about mammon, and that's the money system in the world. It, it refers to money. And the Bible says you cannot love mammon and God. You have to either love mammon or you love God. So there will come a test in your life, and probably over and over and over again. It's called the money test. God will test you. Do you love him more yeah. than everything else? Is he number one in your life? You know, the Bible says, love God above everything else. And so there will come a time where God will say, do you really love me more than money? And if you don't, he's not your Lord and he's not really your God. Money is. That's right. And so if God puts his finger on something and says, I want you to trust me, I want you to prove me. The Bible says in many places, prove me. And there's places that says, prove me concerning your money. And so you prove God by showing him, Lord, you know, I, I, I was saving this for a certain thing. And this is, this is one of the ways to not be carnal, 
in your spiritual life because it's carnality to love money. Yeah. But it's spiritual to love God over money and over things. And so can you say, you know what? I remember when we, some people it's hard to even tithe 10% of my money. I have to give 10% of my money to God. That's a lot when you're newly saved and you've never done it before. It's a lot of money. Oh, sure. But you know what? You have to come to the place where you say, you know what? I love you, Lord, so much that if I have to eat rice every day for the next <laughs> two weeks, I'm serious. If I have to feed my family rice and beans for the next two weeks so that I can pay my tithes, I'm doing it. Uh, uh, absolutely. But you, will, you have to pass the money test and show God, Lord, I'm not only going to pay my tithes, I'm going to trust you with my finances. And even if you can only give a dollar above your tithe, start doing it. God sees. He knows it all. He sees it. He knows your heart. Just start doing it. Say, Lord, I'm going to trust you in this area. I'm not going to be carnal. I'm not going to love money more than you, but I'm going to show you how much I love you yeah. by what I, what I give and how I obey your word. And you will be so happy. You will be so blessed. You'll be so excited when you see money coming in from the north, the south, the east, and the west, raises, bonuses, just uh, bills paid off. God does amazing. And it's so exciting to see the amazing ways that God does things for you. Savings on things that you want to buy. I mean, Brother Ted's executive secretary, Sister Sherry, we love her so much. She needed, when she bought her new home, she, her oven wasn't working. She only had one burner that worked on her <laughs> stove. And she gave a large offering. She wasn't even thinking about what she needed. She just loves the Lord so much. They went to Lowe's one day and Lowe's was redoing their whole kitchen section. So they wanted to move out all of their, all of their stuff, all their stoves, all their refrigerators, everything. They had to get it out of the way. And they were walking down the aisle and here's like this beautiful inset, you know, stove that you would put on your island. It was like, it said $75. And the lady came and they're like, is this stove $75? I think the real price was like 1800 or something. And she said, yes, actually, I'm putting a new tag on it. It was just lowered to $50. <laughs> and she got like her wall oven for like $400 because they were getting rid of everything. So God will bless you. He will see that you, yep. nobody else, you will get the blessing because you love him and you, you give your money to him. Yep, and when you get the blessing, never, ever apologize for it. No. Never. You're ever God's apologize. child. He's and, not letting his children walk around in rags. And you're walking exactly how he wants you to look. So yes. never, ever apologize for it. Never, you know, talk, talk it away. Never dumb it down. Say, give God all the glory. Thank you, Jesus. You know, got this great deal. The Lord had favor. The Lord, That's you right. know, I was there at the right time in the right place. Thank yep. you, Jesus. <laughs> and, you know, go on about your day. But never apologize because when you apologize, that just starts sucking things dry and <laughs> it doesn't, no. doesn't work well. A child of God is supposed to look different. How are yes. we a, a, a light, a city set on a hill if we're to look like everybody else? Yes. We're supposed to be bright. We're supposed to be looking like Everybody, uh, different than everybody else, we're part of a different kingdom. Yes. And the Bible tells us that when you get saved, 
He takes you out of the dregs of sin and he sets you as a person of dignity. Yeah. When you're a child of the king, you are a person of dignity now. You're not going to walk around in rags and sick sure. and poor. Child and of the king. king. Yes. You are a child We're of so the blessed. king. We're so blessed. King's children do not look like they're you know, that's in right. filthy rags. That's right. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Um, and so number five, it brings us to one of my favorites, and it's also extremely basic, but especially now more than ever, people are struggling with this, is faithful church attendance. Yes, yes. This is a thing of Christians that live a carnal life. What is your church attendance like? Are you faithful? It needs to be every time the doors of your church are open and something's going on, you are there. This whole online church thing that's going on right now, it needs to end because the more you miss church, <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll never it miss it. It affects you. It affects you. The more you. you miss it, you'll end up never missing it. And so you've got to get in church. Yes. I get it for some people, you know, they're watching online services, they're in a hospital, they're believing God for healing. Yeah, when they get out, they need to be in church. You know, there's a time and a place, but it's not supposed to be a continual. We know in, in Hebrews 11:25 it says, do not forsake the assembling. There is a strength in unity. You need to have a shepherd that's speaking into your life that you're sitting under. Yeah. Because you're home, you know you're not gonna be, um, you know, you're not listening as well when you're home. I did that whole church online for a couple months back last year, and I, I, you're too distracted. Kids are running around. The breakfast is going on. You are not sitting in there like you would right. at church. And, and so, also, there's a corporate anointing. Absolutely. When all of the body comes together. There's a unity there. And you think about how, like, when you worship together and you feel that anointing of everyone together. Yep worshiping the Lord and everyone's anointing mm -hmm. is there. We all have the spirit of God within us and we're together worshiping. There's a special corporate anointing that comes when you're all together and you're obeying the word, coming together, assembling together and to hear the word and to worship God. We're commanded to do it. And so we cannot allow fear to keep us from the house of God. We cannot allow fear of sickness to keep us from the house of God. We have to be walking in victory and saying, I don't care if anything tries to come upon me, I am not having it and I am the healed of God and I will be healed. I will not walk in fear because the Bible commands us fear not. It's a command not to fear. And if you are in fear, then you're being disobedient to the Lord. Yeah, um, and so I, I also wanna encourage parents you know, when it comes to faithful church attendance, don't make other things a priority yes. that your kids are doing. Yes. There's no sports. There's no any type of class, any type of travel team that should ever, right. ever take the place of your church attendance. Right. Everything else, I mean, and you have to instill that in your kids. Mm -hmm. Even when we go on vacation, we will find a church to make sure that we are in it. Because you know what? I look at it as the Lord gave me this vacation. He yes. blessed me with this time with my family. He blessed me with this time of rest. And I'm going to honor him on the road. You know, we did a family vacation back at Christmas time. And I specifically, we left on Monday. 
And, and if we were going to stay longer than Sunday, I was getting ready to find a church, but we said, no, we'll just come home on Saturday so we can be in church on Sunday. You know, you got most, most people would not even go to church on Sunday, even if they're leaving on Monday, because they're like, I have to pack. <laughs> I have to prepare my house. It's like, no, you, your, your blessing will start to, to run dry if that's how you're going to treat the house of God. You need to put him first in every area yes. of your life and never present it to your kids as a drag or, you know, bummed that you're missing whatever they're doing or bummed that you're missing out on, you know, any sports event or anything that's going on. We get to go to church. Yes. We dress up. We show up. We get to the house of God. Yes. We enter in. I mean, for crying out loud, church is only a few hours on Sunday. You're going to tell me that's a big deal. Right. You'll go to the movies and you'll sit for a three-hour movie and you'll make time and spend money. I mean, to take a family to the movies now is like at least $100 <laughs> because you have tickets and then you have drinks and oh snacks. My. But you won't even go and sit still in the house of God. Yeah. Carnal I remember Christian. when we had when we were raising our kids and... and uh, our son, Teddy, he was playing basketball in high school. And we said, you know, you can play sports, but you know, if it con conflicts with church, you can't go. And he was like, I know. And he was in the youth group and he was leading worship in the youth group. He taught himself how to play so that he could lead worship. And so he told his coach, he said, on Wednesday nights, I can't be here if it's practice, if it's game, if it's practice, I'm not going to be here because I have youth group at church and I'm going to be there and that's my priority, you know. And the coaches don't really like that. They're, they're going to tell you, well, then you might have to sit on the bench, you know, blah, blah. But you have to make your stand and say, well, that's fine, but, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to be in church. And so they just... They'll work with you, but you just have to make your stand uh, because ultimately, you know, I'm, I'm happy that my son is doing what he is doing right now. He's preaching the gospel. He's living <laughs> for the Lord. He's saved. Um, he probably would have not really made the NBA, <laughs> but um, he would be so heartbroken. There's that 1% he right chance now. that he possibly could he make the really NBA. He would be really heartbroken. I have to tell a funny story about my son. I was, my husband was away and we were going to one of his games and I was at his basketball game and he was playing. He was doing so good. And um, he threw a shot and made like a three-pointer in the basket, swoosh, it went right in. And I was the only person in the whole stadium that was like, yeah, yes, 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 yes. But and this I'm is looking why. around. This is why. <laughs> and no, I was the only person clapping. I'm like, what? That was a three-pointer. It was in the wrong basket. <laughs> and I'm the dumb mother. Like, yes, that was so good. I just saw a ball go in the hoop, and it was my son. She was not a dumb mother. She was the best mother, cheering no matter what. Um, so. But yes, and and you made he made that decision, but. You also made it for him being the yes. authority in yes. the home. So any of you out there who kids complaining, I don't want to get up, I don't want to do this. Um, you don't really have a choice. You get yeah. dressed and you get your behind in the car. Uh, yeah. One, because parents are, are saying it. Yes. You want to read about honor and obedience to your parents, you're going to live a long life. If yes. not, it's going to be a tough life, and it might be a shortened life. Right. And so when you also get the revelation of that, you know, how are we, um, side note, how are kids uh, who 
you know, if you're, if you're dealing with trouble and authority in the home, if they don't listen to you, first and foremost, how are they ever going to listen to Jesus who right. they don't see standing in front of them in, in right. the actual flesh? And then bosses later when they have jobs. It yes. has to start within the home. The Lord knew what he was doing when he wrote these instructions for families on how marriage is supposed to look, on how uh, parenting is supposed to look, on how kids are supposed to look, because <laughs> he created the formula on how it's supposed to work. Yes. And so, you know, your kids might struggle. Well, they don't want to go to church or I'm going, they're giving me too much trouble. Listen, <laughs> this thing that is over your head, this nice bed that you're sleeping in, if you want to write me the mortgage check and all the utility bills, fine, then you can make all the decisions. But now I'm your mom and I'm your dad. I'm telling you, get up and we're going to church. Yes. And it's something that has to be made. It is not a suggestion. It's something we get to do. And you know what? Teach them about honor. Yes. Teach them about the blessings that come from honor. Yes. That's one of my aspects of when I deal with my kids or other parents are struggling with different situations, teach them the good out of serving right, the Lord. Right. What is going to happen when you serve the Lord? Yes. What is going to happen when you show honor? What mm -hmm. is going to happen when you give? Right. And so that's how I present it to my kids. So they get to see, yes, this mm -hmm. is the benefit that I'm getting. This is, you know, this is the good that's going to come out of it. And they get excited about it. They get excited about giving because they've done it now and they're eating the fruit of right. what they're doing. Lisa says, I have to say, I should have listened to this decision about sports. I probably wouldn't be believing for my kids to recognize the need of a savior today. It's coming, but it could have been a lot easier if I had been obedient. Listen, parents, it's true. Yes, but you know what, Lisa? Seeds have been sown over the lifetime into your children, and yes. they're going to come back to Christ. Yes. Keep praying for them. Keep standing in the gap for them. Keep believing. Keep speaking it. Keep sowing the word when they're around. And um, like we said earlier in Isaiah, it won't return void. Yes. But see, Lisa is saying there are steps that could have been taken yes. to make it an easier process. It's not right. that things can't be fixed now, but it's always better to make it easier at the beginning. Yeah, true. We love you, Lisa. Yes, we love you. Good to see you, Lynn-Ann, Sherry. So Hi, Sherry. For I the love story. you. And Theodore. <laughs> but you know what? I'm going to... Um, the. So the five things, if you, it, you know, some people have jumped on late, but it was the importance of being a spirit-led person and these five aspects that come along with it would be being led by the spirit, prayer, knowing the word of God, and knowing that you have access, you know, it says in James 1, ask. I'm not going to rebuke you for asking. Right. He wants you to ask yes. because he's sitting there going, I'm ready to give. I'm willing. Yes. Here you go. Um, giving and being spirit led in your giving even when it's uncomfortable her story of you know saving up and then giving and then getting the most they've ever had in their entire life at that time yeah was a launching pad to get right. them even further even further and then they've had other seeds that have come in everything's a launching pad yes. to what God has called them to do and so now they're not, they're not having to do that. They're at a, such a greater level to do what God's called them to do, not only in their ministry, but in their personal life. But see, there's always the money test that's going to be the launching pad to put you to the next level. Yes. S you know, s same with everything. That's why I say faith has no cap. Right. Because there has to come a point 
where you're in a situation where you're like, am I going to do this? Am I going to apply the word of God to this and stand strong and believe, you know, let's just say for healing, or am I going to cave and, and go this direction? And, and when you, when you succeed and climb that mountain, you know, you're like, yes. I did it. And then your faith keeps rising. So do things that cause your faith to go to the next level. Yes. Um, and then church attendance, faithful church attendance. Yes. No matter what, the house of God is first. We're not skipping it. We're not skipping out on it. And the enemy will try his best yeah. to keep you out of church any way he can. Yeah. He'll make you feel, I'm too tired. I don't feel good. And, you know, I'm not... I'm mad. I'm mad at my husband. I'm mad at my kids. I'm, I have a bad attitude. I'm just not right. going today. Yeah. Um, he it's will, raining. Yeah. It's <laughs> raining. Snowing. It's snowing. <laughs> and you know what? There, and then he'll, he'll try to get you offended. You know what? What, that, what the pastor said last week, that really made me mad. Or, or that person really made me mad. Don't let anything. The devil's looking for a way to get you out of church to get you out of hearing the anointed word preached. Because the Bible says faith comes by hearing the word of God. And, and so, oh, he, sorry, go ahead. go ahead. No, go finish. That was it. <laughs> I thought you were done. <laughs> I was just gonna say, you know, I had a funny story um, like a year ago. It was in Florida, we get like tor torrential downpours. Right. And I was looking out and I was like, that pool isn't gonna make it by the time I get home oh, from church. Yeah. And so Ted was gone, the kids are ready. I had just finished my hair and my makeup oh, no. and I had to find a like raincoat to go out. It's like, I mean, torrential. And I was like, listen, I have a pool. That thing can't overflow. So you no. have to go to the pool pump and you have, come in to, the house. you have to drain it some. Yeah. So here I am <laughs> dressed for church and I'm out there and mm. there was a hole in the hose oh my. of the pump. And as soon as I turned it, the water shot my half of my face and my, oh my hair. Goodness. And we were gonna be late for church. But there's a perfect example. I could have been like so ticked, mm -hmm. you know, my husband's traveling, I have to do this on my own. Mm -hmm. He leaves me with three kids, this stinks, you know. I'm yep. wet. I've done my makeup. I've got to redo my hair. I'm going to be late anyway. Mm -hmm. I could just watch it online. Mm -hmm. You know, that would just yep. be better instead of dragging my kids out in the rain. Oh, wait, forget it. When I park at church, now I got it. How am I going to get into church? Ted's not there to drop me off at the front door. You know, <laughs> all of these scenarios can happen and spiral down and people will be like, eh, I'm, I'm at church. I'll just go next Sunday. I'll make it up. I'll go on Wednesday. No. You need to be a leader. You need to press in and yes. say, look, all right, I got a blow dryer. I can reapply my makeup. I'm going to put another shirt on that's dry. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to get in the car. And I'm going to show my kids no matter what. And, and when show you myself. think those thoughts, think of Jesus hanging on the cross. Yeah. He did that for you. He was nailed to the cross and died for you. And so the least you can do. <laughs> the least you can do is get <laughs> to church. <laughs> It, I mean, it kind of was, I mean, I, I, I'm pretty lighthearted with stuff, Lennon, but I did think, what in the world? Like, I just got <laughs> shot in the face. Like, I'm coming in dri dripping wet. I was thinking, well, this raincoat did nothing for me. I should have just gone out in my bathing suit and then, you know, got fixed up. I'll tell a story, funny story about Sister Sherry, <laughs> our executive assistant. 
and she, we were having our camp meeting and she was all dressed for camp meeting and she had to run over to the office for something and our, our office door is right next to the road. There's a sidewalk and the road and it was just pouring. It was just a torrential downpour and she was coming out of the office and she had to turn around to put the key in to lock the door to, to run over for service and this 18 wheeler comes by whoosh, and like oh, this wall no. of water and mud just covered her and drenched her from head to toe. Uh, she had to drive 30 minutes to go home and change her clothes and come back but she was determined I will be there. <laughs> but that's what it is. Everybody gets to a point. She said, oh, yes, I remember. <laughs> Everyone gets to a point where the decision is on you. Yes. So, and being spirit-led, somebody who's not carnal will say, all right, I'm in control of my flesh. I'm the boss. I'm going to tell it where to go. That's right. And I'm going to get fixed up, and I'm getting in the car, and I'm going to church. Amen. I'm going to pray. I'm going to be spirit-led and be obedient. I'm going to give when he tells me to give, mm -hmm. whether I feel like I have it or not, whether it's a good idea or not. Like I said, he sees the end. He wouldn't lead you to destruction and he wouldn't lead you to a place and say, well, I told them to give that. And now uh, all of a sudden they need four new tires on their car. So now they're not going to be able to go anywhere. That's not how it works. He will lead you into the greater. He will lead you to better things. He only wants yes. you to go higher in this life. He wants us to get as close as, you know, how Christ was when he lived on the earth. I know we'll never be that perfect, you know, man that Jesus was, but he surely wants us to get us close to it. He didn't come here to die for nothing. That's and, right. And so the greater things and greater works that we shall do, he said, when he went to be with his father. Yes. Um, would you pray for everybody? I would love on to. The broadcast yes, And just absolutely. that they receive this message, that they are strengthened by it. Yes. And if anyone was battling thinking, you know, uh, I don't know if, if uh, I'm filled or I don't know if I was making the right decisions or maybe you're watching saying, I haven't really made that good of decisions, but Lord, today is my turnaround day. Yes. It's a turnaround day. It doesn't have to be on a Friday for Breakthrough Friday. It doesn't have to be, you know, uh, on uh, Tuesday because it matches for a T turnaround. You know, it could be every day and it's mm -hmm. going to be in this moment as my mother-in-law prays for you that you receive this word. And if there's any of the five things that you need to work on, go back through, listen again to the broadcast and be like, all right, I'm going to work harder at that. I'm going to work better at that. I'm going to uh, strive to press in more and then see the change in my life. Yes. Well, let's go ahead and agree together. So Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, for the word that went forth. We're so thankful that you have provided everything for us today. And we thank you for your word. We thank you for your spirit, Lord, and how much you love us, O oh God. And right now we come into agreement with everyone that's watching. And for those that maybe have not even accepted you yet, we pray right now, Lord, that you would draw them to yourself and pray this prayer, Lord Jesus, I receive you as my savior and the yes. Lord of my life. And if there are people today that maybe they have something in their life that's not right, I come into agreement with them right now 
and we say, Lord, forgive us for where we've lacked, for where we have been complacent, where we've been lazy, Lord, where we haven't done what we're supposed to be doing, where we've been carnal. Forgive us and help us today, Lord. We pray that you help us to be that spiritual person, yes. to recognize that spirit man that dwells within us is the Holy Spirit that leads us and guides us into all truth, that empowers us and helps us to live a life of victory. And we choose today, Lord, to walk in victory and to be a spiritual Christian. Lord, help us to be faithful to pray. Lord, wake us up in the morning. Help us, Lord, to spend time with you and to, to pray for everything around us that concerns us. Lord, help us as we read your word. Give us understanding yes. and guidance Amen. and wisdom. Help us to be faithful to the house of God, to honor our pastors and to give, Lord, our tithes, our offerings. Thank you that you supply every need and help us in these areas, oh God. We just help, th thank you that you're helping us to raise our children for you. Yes. That you're helping us in our home that would be a place, Lord, where the Spirit of God dwells and help us to, to be good wives, Lord, to our husbands, we pray. And we thank you for doing it. We just say hallelujah. We just give you all the praise, yes. all the glory, all the honor today. Amen. We just worship your holy name for you are worthy. And we love you, Lord. And we thank you for answering prayer today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You receive that right. Amen. You know, Ted always says, put the fire emojis in. And, and really... You know, if you need to replay that prayer, really grab onto it. It is for you yes. in the mighty name of Jesus. Um, and we're going to give you an opportunity right now to sow into mm -hmm. Miracle Word Ministries. Praise God. You know, a lot of the Victory Tribe is watching, so we appreciate you and love you. You're standing with us. I know you're genuinely praying for us. So many things are going on right now with um, adding TV, going into 80 million homes. I know we started in West Palm Beach. We're going this Praise month. God. We're starting on Faith TV and going into Faith Africa, Faith uh, UK, mm -hmm. Faith USA. I feel like maybe I'm missing a country, but maybe not. Uh, we've been down in the island of Jamaica. Yeah. And so we're just really branching out here, uh, feeding kids with Lester Summerall's company, um, feed the hungry. So mm -hmm. we're doing a lot and pushing it forward. And you yes. can't always be, you know, with us a lot. I mean, but I will say though, the Victory Tribe is coming in strong. You guys have literally been showing up at every meeting that we're Praise at. God. We had people driving in yesterday for Ted um, and the services. Great. One lady that follows us who faith that I said at the beginning brought two ladies and they got saved um, Good. in the meeting yesterday. Good. So that's it. You guys are soul winners. But Thank you for, for sowing into what we're doing. Thank you for giving into the kingdom of God. And like we taught earlier, you can't outgive God. That's true. You can't outgive God and you'll only see a return. And I know we've had several uh, people that wrote in today saying, I'm upping my giving when we were speaking about yes. some stuff. They said they're coming in and they feel to give more. This is a year, you know, to not back down. Last year, I know a lot of people felt like they got sucker punched, but this year we're a punch right back. We're, Amen. we're, we're dropping bows. As people <laughs> say. 
Wow. The younger generation. <laughs> right here to the enemy. And you know what? You can do that by your giving because he's the last person Hi, Claudia. that wants you to give uh, finances because he knows how powerful you will become yes. as God increases you. So you can see right there, MiracleWord.com, PayPal, info at MiracleWord.com. Um, for Venmo and PayPal, it's uh, dollar sign MWGive. If you're on the broadcast and you want to give uh, that way through Facebook, hashtag donate. We also now take Zelle with your bank and you can just give info at miracleword.com. So the standard uh, email for that, if you're doing it through your bank on Zelle, you can do info at miracleword.com. But thank you for standing with us. Thank you for sewing. Thank you for, you know, being there when you can't physically be there in person and, and helping us get miracles, signs, yes. wonders, souls saved yes. and brought into the kingdom. Because I know we've been saying it while you're, she's been at my house for the last few weeks, but we've said it a lot. Time is coming to an end. Yes. Time is coming to an end. And Jesus is <laughs> coming he soon. Is coming soon. Yes. And there's work to be done because, yes. listen, this is the opportunity to get as many as we can to heaven. So thank you for helping us do that and standing with us yes. by your giving. Um, when you give this month, because today is March 1st. Can you yeah, believe it? Wow. Where the heck Shoo. did January and February go? <laughs> it is March 1st. That's so crazy because I was they just want thinking. They the mailing address. Um, you can give it to P.O. Box. Um, she'll write it in right now. P.O. Box 65116. That is, um, oh, yeah. I guess she would know that. But if you want to go to the website, MiracleWord.com, you can get it there. Or P.O. Box 65116, Virginia Beach, Virginia, 23467. But it, it's on all of our information if you go to the app or the website. Um, and you can send it in that way. But it's March 1st. So our monthly claim your offer, if you're giving $85 or more, is going to be the will of God in prayer by uh, Brother Kenneth Hagan. And that, I mean, his stuff is life-changing. That's the school that Ted got to go to, and he got to be with them before he passed away. Yes. Wasn't it his last year? Yes, it was. That was, yeah. So if you go to miracleword.com forward slash offer, you'll see a drop down there. You just put in your address, and we send that book to you for free. If you're giving uh, $1,000 or more, we have a genuine leather uh, New Living Translation application Bible that Ted's going to be signing and sending out to you. For anyone who gives $1,000 or more, we'll also get the book offer plus the Bible. Life um, Application Study Bible. Yeah, so it has really all the good. like concordance and stuff at the bottom, so it Very breaks good, down. Yes. You know, it, you can't... You can't just read the Word of God and leave it at that. You've got to study it deeper, and you've got to see what the concordance says. What do the words mean? And it gives you a, a greater revelation and clearer understanding of that passage yeah. and what the parable was saying or what the story was meaning, you know, at that time. Right. And so that is if you give $1,000 or more, you'll get those two books. Um, but thank you for standing with us. Thank you for spending your day with us. Don't forget, Wednesday, we've got a brand-new kids video coming out. Uh, but all the information you can get on MiracleWordKids.com. I think I covered everything. I think you we're, did. Oh, Good wait, job. We're going to be leaving in a couple weeks to Indiana and Michigan. So make sure you go to MiracleWord.com and the schedule and find out where we're going to be because we want to see you there. Yes. You know, being in a revival service is now 
I mean, to me, more imperative now oh, it's than so wonderful. ever before. And wonderful. So wonderful. And it just brings you to a gift of faith. You yes. feel an increase. You feel, you know, such an adrenaline rush. You feel, you know, like you're ready to conquer the world because of the preaching. Lynn said it's so fun. She came down to our South Florida camp meeting and we just, it was awesome. She just, did, yeah, from California. Yep. She flew all the way to Florida. So, you, you, like I said, you take all this time for everything else. Plan it as a vacation. Yeah. You have time during the day to do yep. things. Services are just at night. But then get, you won't be carnal. You'll be building up your you spirit, won't man. Be carnal. <laughs> get to Indiana. Get to Michigan. I know it's cold, but you know, but still. But thanks for joining us. Love you, and we'll see you tomorrow at 10:30. Yes, we love you all.